We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we are, are we on now? We are live, John. Should I should I say something? Should yeah, I say something hey there, to commemorate Knicks. this momentous occasion? Hey there, Knicks fans. How's that? Yeah, how about hey there, Knicks fans? <laughs> hey there, Knicks fans. Um, it's your... Oh, wait. No, look. There's the YouTube. I have to mute this. Okay. Let's try that again. Hey there, Knicks fans. <laughs> oh, God. I'm delirious, and it's only 5 o'clock. Uh, how you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, uh, with you for a free agency live stream um along with jeremy cohen andrew claudio hello guys hey john it's exciting hopefully uh, more exciting than the trade deadline was we're, we're in minute one <laughs> <laughs> already um, we're delirious listen we're we're, we're, we're it's in, gonna be fun get shape right oh, yeah, it's um, gonna be fun so okay um, I, can we get into just some, I, I'm sure we should open this, uh, traditionally you would open this with like a recap of everything going on. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, I, can we get into some minutiae real quick, Jeremy? Of course. Always. So Berman just had a tweet hearing Reggie Bullock drawing uh three year, uh, interest in from other teams, three year deal, mid-level money, which is what everybody figured that he would, he would get a uh, mid-level exception, a little bit short of $10 million a year with 5% raises. Probably get three years, thirty-two million. Um, Knicks would be willing to work out a sign and trade if they can't hammer out a deal. So let's have a quick little foray into um, finagling the cap um, land, which I just made up. Reggie Bullock's cap hold five million, five point something million. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Knicks spend all their money, all the money that they could make, minus. Reggie Bullock's cap hold. So that means they will have spent $48 million, right? Uh, just about. Yeah. Just about $48 million. Okay. No, a little bit less than that. Maybe like let me, let me Let me pull it up so we can we can be exactly it's sure. Some, so, it, it, it doesn't matter for the purpose of this conversation. Yeah. Something, in the, something in the high 40s. Um, they then sign Reggie Bullock to a three-year deal um, at, uh, well, mid-level money. So it's not their mid-level. So they could sign him to a little bit more of the mid-level. They could sign him three years, 33 million on even, right? Right on the dot. Okay, great. 
they could then take back a contract for um, up to, because it's between, what is it, 6 and 19, for up to 125% of that number. So all of a sudden, the Knicks have turned Reggie Bullock's five-point-something million-dollar cap hold into potentially a 12 or $13 million salary. This has yeah. been manipulating the cap one-on-one. I just wanted to like kind of get that out because I'm just trying to think of ways – because we, we've got, we'll get through the reports in a second. We've already got some reports of some potential players that may be back, some players that may be in, um, and just other ways that they could potentially um, manipulate this. Although, other, I mean, well, a sign and trade with Boston would be interesting. A double, a double sign and trade, as it were. Shout out to Harry Donut. Harry Donut always comes in here. He drops the same donation every time, except once he dropped a much bigger donation. Harry, you're the man. Ask a question. Ask a question. If you want to ask a question, we'll answer it. Um, okay, let's get right to the Fournier stuff. So rumored, rumored, uh, three years, 54 million. Um, I heard a little while ago that his agents pushing for a fourth year, no doubt player option, not team option. He'd be say, the if first team option, like, please, <laughs> he's, by all he's means, the, he'd be the first agent in the history of fucking business to push for, um, I, wait, I shouldn't curse. Um, I saw we got a, a, a review, Andrew, you're going to like this. Uh, I saw I get those- it. We get those chartable uh, emails that says, uh-huh. I can't listen to this for more than 10 minutes. Macri dropped, how many F-bombs did they say? 10 F-bombs? They said 15 and 10 in the first 10 minutes or something, which uh-huh. there's an E next to the podcast description. You, This is a podcast for grownups. I apologize for that one person. Should I, that- should I curse less? I personally don't mind. Don't change anything don't about change who you anything. are, John. What's You're perfect just Including the way you Including my Duncan Robinson takes. Good well, Lord. Okay. We all have our faults. You know, actually, perfection, there's some sort of imperfection with perfection. So. Here's where I, how I'll spin this. What this means is to the loyal people out there that listen to our show that haven't given a five-star rating, well, now there's a one-star rating that's bringing our overall rating down. You now need to flood the iTunes charts with five-star ratings to offset because for a while we were struggling because during the playoffs, I think you or Fuddy called Trey Young a meerkat and someone was like making fun of a player's appearance and gave us a one-star rating. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so now work has to be done. Guys, head on over to iTunes, drop a five-star rating and a review. It'll offset everything. John, fucking take it away. Hey, Chip Murphy, what's going on? Max Fournier. Okay, this is actually a good transition. Let's have, um, what's up, Ray? How you doing? Um, let's have the Evan Fournier discussion um, because, <laughs> please don't change your, thank you, James. Uh, Alex Correa, Correa, I think so, Ask. I don't see how Evan helps us win a championship, uh, save cap space for players that can actually help us get there. So I, I think a, a good, a good, <laughs> a good mindset to go into tonight. I'm not, I'm not disparaging the comment because I, I I get it. Um, the Knicks are going to make moves tonight, and by the end of the night, barring something we just really don't anticipate right now, the moves that they're going to make tonight are not going to make them any more of a contender than they were uh, last year, uh, which is to say they're not going to be a contender after tonight. That That's not going to happen. Um, and, and Jeremy and I, I would I would argue this is probably the most discussed t- topic that we talk about on this pod, the balance between spending your money on stuff that you know is not going to get you all the way there and saving your money for the players that will get you all the way there. And I think we, for as much as we may quibble about the specifics of, of the approach, we're in agreement that there is a line that you need to toe one way or another. You can't, like the, the notion of just like, 
don't spend any money on anybody who's not going to like, you know, be. And I, by the way, I think Evan Fournier could start for a championship team for what it's worth. Anyway, uh, Jeremy, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah. You know, I don't mean to make an example out of this question because it, it, it's, I mean, I agree. Evan Fournier is not going to be the difference between the Knicks being a contender or not. They were not a contender. They're not a contender right now, and they're not going to be a contender at the end of this, yeah. uh, you know, off season. But it's this sort of mindset of, you know, like, well, what else would really get you to being a contender, right? What what could the Knicks do to become a contender after this off season? I mean, it's signing Kawhi. If we're under the assumption that's not happening, it's Chris Paul. If we're under the assumption he's staying in Phoenix, it's Kyle Lowry. If we're under the assumption he's going to Miami, what's left? So it's that sort of thing where it's like, okay. If you're New York, you can keep doing one-year deals or you can do one-year deals and also add a long-term contract or you can add multiple long-term contracts and then you can figure out, do we want to take the free agency approach? Do we want to go via trade? And trying to figure out what that line is. And so I think that in terms of Fournier, it's like, you're right. He's not going to make this team a contender, but he actually helps the Knicks take that step forward and they can still be creative with their funds and make that next move to then help them keep building to the point where a year, two from now, we're looking at a team that is a contender and Evan Fournier being signed to this type of contract was instrumental in helping the Knicks get there. Whether he's here or not, because it's there's always the question of how marketable is the contract, how movable is the contract. Um, and shout out to Robert Griggs, Scott Perry shakes again, had Evan in Orlando, you know what, but that's, that's, I do think that's valuable because he at least knows what he is inside a locker room. He knows what he is, you know, to a team. Um, the Celtics gave up two second round picks to acquire, uh, Evan Fournier at, I believe this salary, what did he make 16 last year? 15, 16, something like that. It was, it was a decent, decent number. Um, and so I, I think as long as he keeps up his production, He's only 20, was he 27, 28, whatever it is, um, you know, doesn't have a ton of tread on the tires. Um, so I, I feel like it's a good investment, but, you know, I think the, the question is always opportunity cost. And that gets into the discussion we were having on today's pod, which is like you, you do. It is smart to leave some money left over either just for one year deals and we'll, we'll see how they how they tow that line. Um, what is this? Jean-Baptiste Biron. Vivain to the Mecca, where Jer- Jeremy disappeared. Uh, au revoir, le petit prince. Bonjour, monsieur. Le, hmm, that's a tough one. Chauve, chauve, chauve. Um, get on that French bandwagon. I hope I did most of that justice as we wait for Jeremy to reconnect to his um to his Wi-Fi. Jeremy, Jeremy might be in and out tonight because he, I think he's. What did he just get new Wi-Fi or something? Well, so he just moved. And oh, he just moved. And, there we go. You and I know something about just moving, and so the Wi-Fi connection is uh, here, here and there. You know, we know a little bit about that. It's okay. We'll we'll work with it. Um, what I'm so the, just to finish up the the Fournier thought. Mm. Um, I think, and Andrew, you know, jump in here. I'm here. Yeah, what's up? I. They for as wonderful as a season as the Knicks had last year, um, I think we're kind of seeing this, this summer, this off season so far, and you never know what's going to happen. Hello again, Jeremy. Hello. Um, this is the, the wonder, sorry, of unstable internet in a new home. We're working so, through it. If I disappear, it's actually, I'm just working on my magic act. Ah, so that's really what it is. That's but, a great um, joke. Man. Almost as good as the wings joke. You're doing um, an impression of James Harden in the playoffs. You're just magically disappearing. Got I it. like that. I like that a lot. 
the, mm-hmm. what I was just saying is, uh, you know, the, this offseason has told us that for as much as the Knicks have increased their level of respect around the league, it's not quite where you want it to be yet. And I think the fact that the Knicks got a little shown up um, in the playoffs when their offense, they were one of, I don't know, one or two offenses in the playoffs that failed to um, average at least 100 points uh, per 100 possessions. Uh, that's not what you want. It's, it's not a great look. And it was they kind of got pantsed. And it was very clear. And if they didn't have Derek Rose, they might have averaged like 90 points per 100 possessions, um, which is really not what you want. So they needed to get someone on. And then look, if it ends up being Fournier, who knows? Maybe they don't get him. If it does end up being Fournier, he's a guy that could do two things that you need. He could um, actually three things that you need. He could shoot the hell out of the ball um, off ball. So he's a good spot up shooter. He gives you a little bit of cre- uh, dribble um, off the dribble three point shooting on the perimeter. Not that you're, he's not Steph Curry or anything, but he's, he's not a zero there either. And most importantly, he could put the ball on the floor. Is he someone that would, you would call like a secondary creator for a good offense? Probably not, but you know, he also averages like three and a half, four assists a game. That's, that's not bad. A um, couple more comments in the super chat here. Sean Ford. Thank you for uh, your contribution, Sean. Watching Schroeder highlights with Atlanta, his fit with Millsap was very good. It might be similar to Randall. Am I in the bargaining or accepted stage? Um, I think that's the bargaining stage. Uh, I th- Personally, I think he'd be good with Randall. I mean, what do you think, Jeremy? It's the bargaining stage for sure. It's I the mean, bargaining stage, yeah. Sure, you know, but let's... Uh... I, I don't want to think about Schroeder on the. I don't think we're getting right Schroeder now. I don't either. I think it's I, the smoke. I feel like has kind of it's lessened a little bit. Well, it's so funny too, right? Because I mean, two weeks ago we never would have really necessarily thought about Schroeder, and then reports come out and it shifts and changes how our thought process goes. So now, I mean, you know, maybe for all we know, uh, Schroeder gets leaked, and it's like, oh, hey, whoever the Knicks sign, it looks great in comparison to not being Dennis Schroeder, I, and this is perfect. Well, so, I'll tell you one. One thing that looks clear that that report of like four for a hundred. Um, I don't want to disparage any reporters on here, but I have, I have a feeling they that may look a little silly by the end of the night um, yeah. for Schroeder at least, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe famous last words. Um, this is a great question. Junkheart Athens with Frank gone. I need a new hive. Any suggestions doesn't have to be as gorgeous and meaningful <laughs> as I can't say his name. Sub. What a fantastic comment. Thank you. I think, for there to be a hive, it needs to be a player that isn't just like, so like can't be like a quickly hive. Cause everybody loves quickly. There's no, there's no disagreement about quickly. There's an obvious yep. hive. There's an obvious hive. It's the, the OB. It's yeah. the OB hive. That's what I was thinking. Oh, it's gotta OB be hive. someone who's a lottery pick where like their expectations and they don't rise to those expectations right away. And then, yeah, it's the if he had a better opportunity hive, you know, it's it's a sample size hive that when he's in, that's good. You know, see what happens. The we can't trade him for Colin Sexton hive, you know, but by the way, my heart just broke a little bit as per Mark Stein. Hey, I'll know what happened among the uh, among the topics covered in today's piece. There is strong belief, strong belief league wide that Miami will re-sign restricted free agent sharpshooter Duncan Robinson on top of his expected sign and trade for Toronto's Kyle Lowry. You know, if I didn't need to keep my house clean right now, I would pour a little bit of this out um, onto my own floor, but I'm not going to do that. Well, John, you know, I, um, I collected your tears. (laughs) 
Oh, you, delicious. The way you commit They're to a so bit, it's, it's wonderful because it's not, it doesn't require much, but when you commit, it show the commitment shows and it's really, it's inspiring uh, to me Thank personally. You. Did you see how full that glass was it's too? It's <laughs> a lot of tears. So many. You know yeah. what? When fucking Duncan Ro- just, ooh, shoot. Oh, wow. That There goes another one star of you for uh, whoever that was. When Duncan Robinson, you know, breaks his own record for effective field goal percentage in a season next year alongside Kyle Lowry. Um, I'm just going to remind everybody of this. Uh, we have some more comments in the Super Chat. <clears throat> I can't with you people. Uh, okay. Uh, Lunis, am I right? I think I pronounced that correctly. Wanted thoughts on Reggie Jackson. Um, can create his own shot, shoot well, play off ball, which is big if we want RJ Randall as on-ball playmakers. Also cheaper than other options. He was great this postseason. So we should say that um, there were there was a rumor from, was it Sam Amick? I hope I didn't get that wrong. Um, about that the the Knicks will kick the tires on, on Reggie Jackson. Um, presumably as a one-year option, but who knows? I I love Reggie Jackson. I did a whole newsletter on him. I'm a really big fan of his. I think if if what you saw in the playoffs, if you knew that that was like that was what Reggie Jackson was going to be from here for like the next three years, I I don't know what would he get. Would he get like twenty million dollars a year? More than that? Be, I don't. I mean, quite that much. I mean, you he know, was it's just, really really good. A hundred percent. It's more just the the sample size. You know, like I, I feel like we can't. There are two sides to it, right? Like. There's Reggie Jackson for like, how much are we going to give him? Cause he had a great postseason. And then there's like the Julius Randall side of it. How much are we not going to give him? Cause he had a bad postseason. That, yeah. that sort of thing where you have to just take stock. It's, it's worth mentioning a hundred percent, but you know, I, I think it could work with Reggie. He, the problem is that he in Detroit was so good. Well, actually I'll, I'll let me put it this way with the Clippers. The reason he was so good was because the ball was not in his hands quite as much. He was not this primary um, drive, drive, drive point guard, which, you know, for Tibbs is something that he would want, but I think he functioned much better as a spot up guy where Paul George is really yeah. facilitating a lot of the offense. But the interesting thing is you could say, well, what about Randall? What if Randall did that and you would have Reggie Jackson there? And I think absolutely you could. At the end of the day, I just see a team like the Clippers being able to offer him that $10, $11 million a year. He gets um, a nice role on the team, probably starts even, and he gets to play for in L.A. for one of the best teams in the NBA versus, you know, coming here, maybe he makes a bit more money. He has money. Yeah. Though. He's made a lot in his career. So that's, that's kind of where the... He clearly likes LA. The, there's a relationship there with Paul George. I mean, that, I think that has value. But you're not wrong about Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson's a really good player, and and I I think he could even not quite be what um, he was on the playoffs and still be worth a, a decent contract. All right, the super chat's filling up. Let me get to these. Barry Craver, for purposes of KFS merch and only from this perspective, are there any top targets? Um, at this point, I I don't even know who like. So if we if we assume Kawhi is not gonna really on the board, um, and if we assume Chris Paul is not on the board, which I think the Knicks have probably accepted that by this point. I had a little snippet from someone earlier today that there was still hope, but I I, I think that's probably out. Um Jeremy, is there a is there a don't Google Fournier shirt in the future? <laughs> there could be. <laughs> there very easily could be. 
or it's just an image of Fournier's disease. Ah, no, <laughs> kidding. No, kidding. no. What about no. um? That's a that's a Patreon exclusive. I will put it that yeah, way. that is yeah. a Patreon oh, exclusive. <laughs> so maybe Thank something you for with signing Dinwiddie. Up. Yeah. Maybe maybe a Dinwiddie. I don't know something with Dinwiddie. Um, that's gonna be interesting. I I just got a little something. Don't don't count out Dinwiddie yet. That's all I'll say. Um, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, that's a good question. All right, uh, Kevin Danishevsky. I'll be happy with Fournier. What do you guys think about campaign? Uh, who, by the way, there was a report from, I think, out of Phoenix that he's coming back on something $6 million a year. Uh, agreed with contender forecast. My idea would be a second round appearance next year. If they make the second round next year, it's a. That's I impressive. Mean, you know, again, throw the parade. Just like we should have thrown a parade for this year, you know, um, even though it ended kind of disappointing. Throw a parade if they make it to the second round next year. Um, I, again, I like campaign. Did a newsletter on campaign. Campaign was really good. Um, this year, it's a similar thing with Reggie Jackson, uh, small sample size campaign was quite bad for the early part of his career is what is what you're seeing now real and slightly different from Reggie Jackson with Reggie Jackson. It's like, okay, how does he look for an entire season where he's not playing alongside Kawhi Leonard and, um, and Paul George with campaign is how does he look playing starters minutes against other starters, um, as opposed to backup minutes against other backups, which is why I think there was, you know, it's you know that doesn't always translate um thoughts on that on that jeremy yeah i'll campaign for campaign i mean it's the sort of thing where listen i i i get it i t-shirt t-shirt <laughs> write that down t-shirt these are I all great t-shirt ideas it's probably yeah it's just flowing um i agree you know the sample size isn't huge but at least you're dealing with more of a, a full year in that situation um just very quickly my best friend synergy um Campaign did really well offensively, like very well. So um, he did pick and roll ball handler, 80th percentile, spot up 75th, transition 75th, isolation 89th, handoff 91st. That's good. That's legitimately good. He was average around the basket. It's a sort of thing where if you're doing, you know, like a one year, you know, 12, $15 million deal. I mean, I'll take that over Schroeder, for example, that that's, but again, that kind of goes back to the, oh, well, Schroeder's the baseline and so-and-so. Um, he can spot it nicely. He does things that are positive. Um, and as we've talked about before, you know, when we did our Chris Paul cap or no cap, the one big thing was it seems like the Suns have to make some sort of difficult decision. And if they want to re-sign Chris Paul, which let's face it, uh, that's in their best interests, that probably pries campaign loose because of the fact that, you know, they're still going to be spending so much money and then they have to pay Aiton and Bridges and then they have to worry about Cam Johnson. So that's a lot for someone like Sarver, who's pretty frugal, which is why I think that you can pretty easily lure campaign away. And if you believe the Jake L Fisher report where he's, you know, re-signing for $6 million, I mean, come on, you can, you could very easily nab well, him for, for more than that. If it's only about commitment. the money. If it's right, only it's about only, the money, but sure. he may feel comfortable in Phoenix and it's, you know, it is what sure, it is. Of course. But I'm just saying it's there's something to be said of a player who was in China and ha- it was yeah. about to go back and then gets a call about playing in the bubble. And then he's a legitimate piece to a team that wins uh, eight games in a row in the bubble. Yeah. Um, and then they make the NBA finals. And the next season, he's making career changing money to start for the New York Knicks. There's something really awesome I, about that journey, and I can't see why he would turn that down if offered to him. But I'm not him. He might he might relish being a backup to Chris Paul in in Phoenix and playing for a great team. Well, so well, that's that 
that's the big question right now is who's we still don't know who's going to be the starting point guard for the New York Knicks next year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, again, on Dinwiddie, uh, and not shocking, um, perhaps the Knicks don't want to give him the years that he wants, whereas another team that may be more desperate, um, perhaps even the New Orleans Pelicans, may be willing to give him um, more years. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, or maybe the Wizards. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, shout out to uh, CP. Um, apparently, I offended his, his two-year-old. I apologize, CP. I uh, you didn't offend anybody. Tell CP that there is an E next to the description of the show and that uh, I'm offended on behalf of your two year old that you're probably raising him a Giants fan. So, um, <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, so, uh, there's nothing Gizzle. I could say, honestly. Yeah, like, hey, <laughs> you just live that life enough that. There's no like dagger I could put that will make you feel worse than you feel about yourself. I have to say, as a like, Jets fan, I can so. only punch up because I definitely can't punch down. <laughs> no, um, new Gizzle shout out, uh, more vulgarity, please. You asked, you got it. Uh, if rumors of Fournier, Burks, Noel are true, what do we have left? Okay, so uh, let's get into dollars and cents. Right. So Fournier, eighteen million, uh, Burks, Noel, ten million a pop. That brings us up to thirty-eight million dollars. Um, if the Knicks do not bring back or do not waive, excuse me, if the Knicks do not waive Luca Vildoza, they will have 51 and change. So do some quick math. That means they will have uh, roughly $13 million to spend. Now that could change, um, which, which brings us back to what I want to talk about um, a while ago before I got sidetracked. 
a sign and trade invol- for involving Bullock and Fournier. If Fournier is starting at 18 million, that means a sign and trade involving Bullock. Bullock's first year salary would have to be 15, I think, if I just, I'm doing some quick math in my head. It could be a little less than that. A little bit less the, than that. Yeah. It's about five. You, you add like 5 million more. So if, if Fournier is making 18, oh, it's I would sorry. 13. Because it has to be within 5 million. Mm-hmm. So, huh. So that's interesting. I wonder. I wonder. See this. This is gets where into. Would the Knicks give Fournier a fourth year if he was willing to take a little bit less and accommodate a sign and trade involving Bullock to Boston? Which who knows if Bullock wants to go to Boston? It's a possibility. Um, where it's a it's a number for Bullock that the Celtics feel comfortable with. Now the question begs to be asked: if the if the Celtics didn't want to pay, don't want to pay Evan Fournier whatever four years, you know, starting at, let's say, 16 and change, would they want to pay Reggie Bullock three years starting at, um, you know, 11 and change? I don't I don't know. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. Um, but that's – so I digress. So roughly speaking, to answer the question, the Knicks would have about uh, $12, $12 $12 million less, right? $12 million? Did I just do, do math correctly? You're saying if it's just Fournier for $18 million? If, if, it's, just, if it's just Fournier 18, Noel and Burks for 10 each, 38 – uh, to get to so thirteen million dollars left over. So what can they do with that thirteen million dollars? They can um, bring back Derrick Rose for one year and thirteen million to be their point guard, and then who starts? Um, Luca Valdosa, anybody? Who would start if that was their if that was, if that was their all season? Fournier, Burks, Noel, Rose, and that's it. Who's the starter? I mean you. You, Lieutenant Weinberg? So I don't know where that came from. <clears throat> well, you have to think in that case it's Rose. But again, I just don't see them seeing him as such. And I think, you know, if the Knicks are basically running it back, that's a bit of a problem. I think that there's some people, some players that they should be bringing back 100%. If it's Noel for $10 million, I'm going to be a little annoyed at that. Just a little if bit. it's one uh, year guaranteed, even if, you know, honestly, even if it's two years guaranteed, I, I, I'd live with it. I wouldn't love it. I mean, again, who are you really bidding against where you're talking about a backup center? So if the reports of Jared Allen getting five years, 100, he's, he's, he's almost getting, he's almost getting the Duncan Robinson contract. Not quite. If he's getting five for a hundred, that's $20 million a year for a rim running center. That is, you know, at his peak, he's probably going to be Capella, right? But that Capella contract is looked at as somewhat of a bargain now. Um, whatever. I, you know, it was also signed three years ago. He's 23. So with Noel. He's young. Noel is what he is. He's not as good right. an offensive. I mean, but he's half as much. Yeah. Just but, throwing it out there. I don't but know. if the goal is to play Mitch, you know, 30 minutes a night, right? That, ideally. If, if Mitch is. If Mitch is. If he's healthy. Well, sure. if Mitch, but. But that. What does that leave? You know, that leaves really 18 minutes. You're paying 10 minutes. $10 million for a rim running big who will hopefully only play 18 minutes a night. That seems like an overpaid amusal. I, I, I can't imagine they give him multiple guarantee. And I bet that's not done yet. I think I have a funny feeling they're kicking the tires on the center position. And, and they're, if, if, if you ask me right now, what would be the shocker tonight? It would be something involving the center. Um, I have a question. Um, yeah. 
Well, can we just get to CT Pittman because well, he's the so patron saint of this? It, I'll, my questions are quick and leading into the Please. people in the chat. So um, in this scenario where it's just the guys that you signed, um, shouldn't that mean if that's the offseason they have, that they believe in Emmanuel quickly more than we think? And maybe he's Ooh. your point guard option. I don't think there's any world where Emmanuel quickly is the starting point guard. I don't either. But in this world where that's the offseason, that tells me that they have a little more faith in him because they're willing to dedicate some minutes to him next season. I, I I'll say what have, I I'll say what I said in the pod, which is that, again, if, if the biggest move right here is an internal promotion, and I mean this with all due respect to Emmanuel quickly, I think that something's gone awry. Like you need to be able to have more faith than a second year guard. And I just think that that can be a little problematic when he's still working around, you know, he's, I think he'll get there. It's just, I don't know if next year is the year for him to get there. And I think it's fine to use your cap space to then sign someone that you think at, at, you know, worst competes with him. And if Emmanuel quickly is better than him, then he supersedes him in the starting lineup. I look, I mean, he was obviously better than Alfred Payton in so many ways, but, but Payton got to the rim. He didn't really finish well, uh, but he finished better than Emmanuel quickly. And that, says something unfortunately so there are things he'll work on and and he will absolutely improve and i really look forward to him leading that second unit i think nick's gonna have one of the better second units in the nba especially with quickly leading it i don't think that's the ceiling by any stretch but i think for next year that's a very appropriate and fine role and you can kind of keep taking the next step up from there every single year what I've, if i know anything about nick's twitter the correct response to you jeremy is why do you hate emmanuel quickly Gosh. Why do you hate Emmanuel quickly? Seriously, um, you hate him almost as much as you hate Duncan Robinson. So the know. other two, read read the two super chats, and then somebody wants you to bring up Taylor Horton Tucker as a possibility. Oh, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so CT Pittman, patron saint of this uh, of, of this little endeavor. Thank you as always, CT, for for coming and, and helping support us. My favorite guys, in the words of Clyde Frazier earlier this season, will it be glory or purgatory today? LOL, just kidding. PTSD from the previous regime. I don't think it's going to be glory. Because I'm trying to think what glory would have even looked like. I mean, I guess Chris Paul would have been glory, right? Chris um, Paul, Kawhi Leonard, and for some, you know, Ke- uh, Kyle. I think Lowry. I think Lowry and the Rosen would yeah. have been glory for some. Um, d- d- um, One of those names, yes. I don't know. I don't, well, for some, no, both, sure. both, 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 both I together. Would, I, yeah, I think that would have been glory. For, look, if you. We don't have to talk about this because it's not happening. But like, if you put Lowry and DeRozan on this team. I, I think they you could you know they would be a lot better. That's which, your glory. Duncan Robinson would have been my glory. Um, but no, it's not going to be purgatory because I I do think I think if it's Fournier for three for fifty four, I don't know how you don't like that because that's a it's it it addresses a need. It's a decent contract, um, and I just like it's an upgrade. It, but if that is the only upgrade they make, I agree with you, Jeremy. I think something has gone awry. Um, the other, I love how I'm shipping off Reggie Bullock to Boston. The other Bullock signing trade possibility for me, at least, if you believe the reports that Mark is smart, maybe on the way out of Boston would be Bullock for, for smart. Um, which if Mark is smart is your starting point guard next year, does that make you feel any more comfortable? I'll ask Andrew, Andrew, if, if Marcus smart is your starting point guard next year, does that make you feel any more comfortable? No. I don't think he's a point guard. He's a, he's like a what Frank is if he, Frank wasn't so hesitant. Well, so but so in your starting lineup though, you would have Smart, Fournier, Barrett, 
Randall and then whoever the five is. I don't think that starting lineup uh, has a pure point guard then. I think exactly. But there's a lot, the playmaking is kind of divvied up. I, I would like a point guard in a starting lineup that would okay. take some pressure off of Randall because we saw how teams stopped the Knicks, specifically the Hawks. And it was to just take away Randall's playmaking ability, which then puts more pressure on everybody else to do things that they're not comfortable with, which is run an offense. Okay. That's uh, also, let me get to the other. Andrew, you also talked oh, about in terms of, you know, like Frank. Frank's shooting is better than Marcus Smart. Oh, that too. I would say the thing. It's yeah. like, why are, why are the Knicks trading assets for Marcus Smart to, you know, not run the offense to, to me, Marcus Smart, I'm hoping that what happened last year was just him being overly tired because of the, the schedule and, and, and the rigors of the, you know, the timing and everything, the bubble and all of that. But he did not look like himself. And I think that what happens is when you put your body on the line that often, it can kind of potentially shorten your length over time of your career. If you go so hard that like, look at Robert Covington, he was a great defender. And now at around the age of 30, he's just, falling off defensively in a lot of ways. Was he ever a great defender? He was, he was his, his reputation was a very, was as a very good defender. He was, he was pretty good, but the point still being is that for Marcus smart, you know, like you're trading for one year of a guy to kind of like be a combo guard who isn't going to help you run the offense. Isn't going to be the best spot up opportunity or um, option. Like it just doesn't feel like the right fit for me. I agree. What is going on? If if he was like a, a person. So oh, I'm looking is... at from last year who he would be replacing, yeah. and it would be if he's replacing Bullock or Burks, then that's fine. Like a two guard that can guard multiple positions, not um, Alfred Payton. Yeah, let's never talk about Alfred Payton again. I well, just want to. I'll talk about one thing with Alfred Payton. Oh God. One yes, one what? thing. One what, thing. This is, the uh, one thing. this is from our good friend Jack Huntley I saw that, over yes. in the UK. Also. You know, can you please redact the slander that Elf finished better than IQ at the rim? 55, 56 for our king. You got it. If that if, quickly, that, if I was if I was wrong on that, thank you for correcting quickly me. Quickly took quickly took about 12 shots at the rim this That season, is that so. is the, the key point though. Yes. yes. It's the, um let's let's get the rest of the super chat and then I want to read something I just saw. Alan Berman, um, Knicks are resigning Burks, but gave Grimes his number. Seems odd to me. Um I don't know yet if the numbers that we have for summer league are going to be their numbers that could, I mean, I know they, they had the pictures holding up the jerseys today. Um, they also, there may be a financial trend. A lot of times players buy numbers from somebody else, although I don't know that Grimes is quite in that financial position. Although I will say from his zoom um, appearance, when he was introduced to the media, very, very nice kitchen. Quentin Grimes, really nice elite kitchen, wonderful backdrop behind the stove. Really appreciated that. Um, some lovely cabinetry. Did um, you ask him who his designer was, John? I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but it's very similar to my kitchen. Oh, okay. Oh. Shout out Dolores then. Jeez. My Dolores, my mom is an interior Shout designer. out you know Mama this? Macri. No, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, you yeah. My mom's an interior designer. Four, 40 years in business, 50 years in business. Look at you. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow, we've gotten off the rails. Uh, hold on. Did I? I want to make sure I got we have six hours chats. left of chats. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I want to make sure I got all the, the people who have uh contributed here, and I am pretty sure that I have, except for the two recent ones. Yeah, okay. Uh, here we go. Um, Darius McLean, I am once again asking the Knicks to not do anything stupid. Um, I, I think you're gonna be okay. I think this dumbest thing that it sounds like they might do. Because, like, Jeremy, do you have a problem with three years, 30 million for Burks? 
Not really. I mean, my, my big thing here is it's I don't like, mind it. If these contracts in a vacuum, they're fine. I'm just trying to understand the totality like, of it. Okay. Right. That's that's my thing. Okay. But that's if a the, me thing. Anyone it, else can. It's a you thing. It's a you issue. Um if if the worst thing I'll get you a cup for your tears. Um if the worst thing they do is sign North Nor- the well to a second fully guaranteed year. Um would that it's like, you know, the thing about the Alfred Payton signing last offseason. If that's the worst thing that they did, was it that terrible? Well, it turned out to be pretty terrible because we had to watch them all year. Uh, but I digress. Hush zoo. Um, would there be a riot if the Knicks try point guard to Rosen? Um, not for this show. Yeah, not for here. Half this show. It looked like civil war. Look, shout out Marvel. Just hopefully they don't sue us. Pe- I know people don't like the Rosen and that's fine. I get it. If he's running point for them next year and there's it's next to, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's next to Evan Fournier, RJ Barrett and, and Julius Randall and whoever at center, like that team is going to be fucking good. And they're gonna be fun to watch. And, it's like Tibbs is going to, he's going to be like a pig and shit. Sorry, but sorry, CP. Um, There'll be a lot of size. That's one guarantee. It will be, you can play a lot of big lineups with that. They're going to put an inordinate amount of pressure on the rim. They're going to have a ton of flexibility with what they could do with those guys. You could, cause you have a bunch of guys that could run your offense. Um, Someone just asked uh, Brandon Chi, what is our goal for the year with these speculated deals? I think their goal for the year is pretty simple is to get better um, like I think their goal this year is basically to do what Atlanta did last offseason and go into the season and take a, a market market step forward as an organization in terms of their ceiling. I think last season they raised their floor and then we saw their how low their ceiling was in the playoffs. I think the goal this season is to raise their ceiling a little bit. And um, let's talk about what getting better and raising their ceiling means, at least to me. Um, I see it as not getting crushed in the first round. It doesn't yeah. have to be getting to the second round. It can just be showing that this year was not a fluke, that you are a stable franchise heading in the right direction. You can, you know, you can make things competitive. And of course, if you run into some buzzsaw of a team like the Nets or the Bucks or the Sixers, then just trying to show that you still belong there. And, and it's not going to be a five game series and a few of those games are blowouts. So and- that's really the thing. Just just look competent and and get to the first round. That's a good end of the season. That's a good goal. And let's call a spade a spade uh, against the elite teams in the league last season, um, which I'm going to consider uh, Philly, Brooklyn, who we never faced when they were healthy, um, Milwaukee, uh, Denver, when they were fully healthy, and even a little bit when they when they weren't, uh, Phoenix, and the Clippers, who am I forgetting? The Jazz. Um, the only times we look like we, we beat a few of those teams. We beat the Bucks when the Knicks had the maybe the greatest three-point shooting night in the history of their franchise. And we beat them again when they didn't play any of their players. Um, we didn't beat the Nets once. We didn't beat the Sixers once. Um, the Came Nuggets, close both times. Yeah, they did. Um, Most of the times. Yes, they did. Um, the uh, Nuggets embarrassed us um, pretty, pretty thoroughly. Uh, Austin Rivers had flame shooting out of his butt for a solid 10-minute stretch, and uh, they beat Utah. And then Phoenix, I don't want to say they embarrassed us both times, but mm, they, they didn't embarrass the Knicks this, the first time. It was well, there was the game that got away from Paul them at the Magic. end of the third quarter. Well, that was oh, in that Phoenix. was so, yes, but, but the, the, game, the game in New York, the game in New York, yes, Chris the home Paul game. You're right, hundred percent being magical. But this, yeah, that fourth in, quarter in Phoenix was in a, in a game that watching that. I mean, let's we don't have to revisit old history, but like, did we ever really feel like the Knicks were in that? Like, oh yeah, the Knicks were going to beat the Suns in MSG. I didn't personally. I did. I, Are you kidding? What nine I, game win streak? And you think, oh, they're not gonna, they don't have a chance. 
Exactly. They were coming off a nine game win. No, I, f- I felt like they could win it going into that game, but watching the game actually play out, I was even as high as the, the highs were at that time. I, I don't know. Here's my point. They were up I, double digits in the second quarter. Yeah, they were. They were. I right. listen. Here's they my lost. Point. So you're right eventually. But but I, I, don't know, I, I had faith. At no point last season did I ever feel like, regardless of how many games they won in a row or what, the, how high their net rating got in the league, any of that stuff, I never felt like I was watching a team that could contend for for anything real. That's what course, I mean about but, their ceiling was not there. Right. They're trying to raise that ceiling to the point where if they get in a playoff series this year, even with a healthy Brooklyn, Philly, whatever, it's like, you know what? We could now do what Atlanta did last year. That's what I think the goal is. That's Sure. All. Um, I have a question. Yes. So to your point about setting a, a new standard for what progress looks like, if they, cause I mean, we've, I think we've talked about this already that the fact that they were a four seed might be a bit of a, a farce that a lot of teams with the short off season and with COVID and all the protocols that happened, like it, we, we expect Miami to be better. We expect Boston to be better. We expect Charlotte not to get as hurt as they were last year. So can progress look like like being a six seed, yep. but you take the Sixers to seven? Is that like, I don't know, it's not something we want to sign up for because you don't want to put that ceiling, but can that be considered progress? A, a thousand percent. Yes, okay. I think so. Yeah, I, For me, it's again, just showing that this year wasn't a complete fluke and that you're able to still hang with these teams. And, and yes, if you're able to be the six seed and you're listing all those teams and, you know, like, Indiana, they had a really weird season as well. Like, yeah. There are a lot of really competitive teams that are going to be in this. So it's like, okay, all these teams are coming back. Can you then continue with what you were doing and just look competent and then look good in that first round? That should tell you everything. And then, I, you know, if you have cap space and you're able to operate that way, that's what you're selling. You're selling consistency. You're saying we took the next step up and we can do that with you, said star free agent. We can go and do that. And and more importantly, uh, team that said star free agent plays for. Um, well, b- let me rephrase that. Team that said star plays for because might not be star free agent. Look at all. Look at how much our young guys are coming along. Look at how much you want our young players um, on this roster. I think that's the other um, big part of it. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I just want to, real quick, so Jordan Schultz... um, League sources believe um, the Spencer Dinwiddie sweepstakes are a three-way race between the Pelicans, Knicks, and the Wizards. I'm told the Pels have been covering Dinwiddie and they could have the inside track, perhaps with a longer deal that would pay him upwards of $20 million per. So this is definitely making the rounds because I I heard this exact same thing um, a little while before he tweeted it out. Um, That's interesting. If this is out there and this is making the rounds, I'm I don't know what that could mean. I want someone to up the ante, whoever Dinwiddie. I don't even know. Who, is Dinwiddie still his own agent? No, he has an agent. I, I think, think he hired one at, he hired after someone. all. Yeah. And then he said uh, Celtics are a dark dark horse team. 
for Dinwiddie. That'd be I like that fit actually. Um, okay, we have Michael Aaron in the super chat. What's going on, Michael? How you doing, man? Um, if they sign Noel Burks, Bullock, and Fournier, or they may be running it back to see if the future of RJ and Randall is viable. I say this as a huge RJ stand. I, I, I don't think anyone in the organization is under any illusions that they're going to go very far if those two guys are their two best players. Um, I could be completely wrong. And, and hopefully, even if they are under, under that pretense, um, what is this? Uh, RJ proves them wrong. So we have Shams, uh, Nets free, uh, with uh, latest on the point guard market with Nets free agent Spencer Dinwiddie set to meet with the Wizards at the start of free agency, sources say. So it sounds like they are the leaders in the clubhouse after all. Potentially. Potentially. Wait, hold on. Should we listen to Shams? I don't want to listen to him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to also. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> good call. Uh, I, don't, I also don't want to listen to him. Did you get T.T. Pittman's was Super Chat? Uh, oh, I was doing no. stuff. So I got it right now. Um, sorry, CT. On a scale of one to ten, what's the number you guys think this front office will do something today that shocks us all or no one saw coming? What does that mean? What would shock you guys today? Trading Mitchell Robinson is that shocking? I, I mean, it'd be surprising. I don't know if it'd be shocking. You know, the most shocking thing I could see them doing is trading Mitchell Robinson tonight. And I, on a scale of one to, if if you consider that shocking, what's on a scale of one to ten? Um, like what are the what are the odds i would it's above a five i don't know i just see that's why that's not if it's on the table then that's yeah. not super shocking to me my I super think it would shock a lot of people would be shocked my super shocking is going to be that the knicks acquired dame i just don't the knicks acquire them doing that damian Beale. lillard i was going to say Beale, Beale would be oh, the other one well yeah. them getting happen. some sort of preeminent elite all-star. I just don't see it happening. I would be shocked if they did it. All right, let, let's yeah, go through the, Let's go through. Okay. How shocked would you be by the following pieces of news? Um, when would this piece of news come out? I don't even know if this would come out today. It might come out tomorrow. Um, well, no, it would have to come out today because they would have spent all their, the, enough too much money to... Okay. Um, the Knicks are going to meet with Kawhi Leonard. How shocking would that be to you? Well, they already were going to meet with Kawhi Leonard. Was that a report? No, I thought it was that Ka- Kawhi Leonard was going to take meetings with teams, but he wasn't expected to sign anywhere. I, don't, I didn't hear anything that the Knicks were oh, going to meet with him. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, t- take meetings with teams, will meet with the Knicks. What's the difference? I think there's a difference. I think if it was reported that Kawhi Leonard was going to meet with the Knicks, that wouldn't shock you at all? I, I guess what I heard was that he was taking meetings with teams, and one of them is the Knicks. That's what I thought it was. That was reported? It- I think so. And if it wasn't, it's still not that shocking because of the fact that the Knicks were the fourth seed and have a ridiculous amount of cap space and Uncle Dennis is a Knicks fan. So it wouldn't shock me that they're at least having the conversation. It all, it all comes back to Uncle Dennis. Of course it does. It all comes back to Dennis. Um, I personally, I'd be... Because... Andrew, see if you could find that. I didn't see that. If that regardless, um, just like giving teams the opportunity to pitch him is different than... Well, I don't know. Um, Chris Paul signing with the Knicks. How much would that shock you on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I'd say a seven. Wow. Because I, I expect him to stay. But again, it's just like the idea of something just happening where the Knicks say, hey, we got Fournier for 18. Chris, 
uh, we're going to offer you $37 million. The rest of our cap space, we're going to do that. And then the Suns are like, oh, do we, do we match that? How does that work? And now if you're the Suns, you're paying $120 million over three years for Chris Paul as he's 36, 37, 38. Again, I just, I don't think he'll leave, but if that's the offer on the table, is the offer that Phoenix has anywhere close to that? And if it's not, then why does Chris Paul necessarily stay if he's trying to, you know, consider these things? So I still think he's going to stay in Phoenix, but I'd be surprised if he left because I think if they lose him, that's a really bad look for them. I, it would be a nine for me if the Knicks signed Chris Paul. I I'll split it. I'll split it and say eight. Yeah. Okay. Two year Kawhi thing. So there is a report out there, but it's from at NBA trade report with, <laughs> So I don't know. So these aggregate I think, sites. I think my daughter runs that account. Right. Like these aggregate sites. The younger are one, of course. Very, <laughs> very, yes. <laughs> um, these aggregate sites, I don't know who to trust. I, I guess that's where but I it is. It. it is out there that the, the Kawhi is gonna out there. Is. I'm going to tweet out the Mets are going to get Mike Trout. And then technically it's out there that the Mets are going to get Mike Trout. Are you the the creator behind Hugh Jazz? Yes, it's Hugh. You're Hugh Jazz. <laughs> it's Hugh. <laughs> what was it? It's Mike Hawk. <laughs> yeah, yes. that one too. Um, earning that explicit rating, Jeremy. So apparently the Big Knicks. Time. What do you got, John? No, uh, we'll see. Whoa! What oh. do you mean? We'll see. Well, no, is there something that just came out that just leaked about about Schroeder and the Knicks? Is that uh, out there? Do you have something? You like no, Are you making it out there, John? No, I'm not making it out there. I just want to know. Um, where, where are these Macri minis? Come on. According to uh, Shams, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie will meet will meet with the Wizards. So yeah, that's that's happening. Um. No, I think Shams said something. Can someone confirm uh, who someone who watched? I got Shams, it. Maybe? I got um, it. I feel like because there, I see a couple uh, like Nick's <laughs> New York Nick's French. I don't know how to. <laughs> I have put this in the Google Translate. <laughs> just, just if you if you put in your Twitter search bar, Andrew Schroeder Nick's, the first thing that's going to come up is New York Nick's France, and it's something in French about Nick's and Schroeder. Um, but uh, apparently that's uh, okay. So Sham said Schroeder and the Knicks will meet. Thank you, Jason M. Uh, yeah. So, and then the other thing, it's not plan a. Okay. That's interesting. I, I don't know. I th- I still think so. Based on what I'm hearing, Schroeder's still a backup plan for what it's worth. I don't think Schroeder. So, but again, this is really interesting to me because I, I keep coming back to the same thing. I was just told they're, pushing hard to get Derrick Rose back, which I don't think should surprise anyone. I want to know, like, right now, what is the... If the Knicks could have their druthers... Love that word, by the way. It's a great word. If the Knicks could have their druthers, who's, who is starting at point guard? Yeah, oh, thank you, Colin. Colin, thank you very much for the contribution. Okay. And feel better, man. Um, after this is all over, we're going to get beer. Yeah, Colin, um, you feel better, man. Um, if the Knicks had their druthers... Who is the starting point guard for put put Chris Paul aside and Kyle Lowry aside? Who is their starting point guard on day one and what are they getting paid for how many years? Because I don't fucking know the answer to that question. Sorry. Fuck. 
<laughs> Might as well just ban cursing at this point because we're now we're nervous. I swear. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, you're the you're the cap guy. Um, I mean, again, like it's yeah. If all the best options are off the board, it's a question of okay, are you going towards Schroeder? Are you going towards someone who's more of a bench player, or are you going towards someone who's a restricted free agent, or like all of those things? I. I it's so hard to tell. Um, Matthew Schwartz, by the way, asks, are we ever going to get a Knicks Film School Discord channel? What's this? Discord is like, isn't that a video game thing? I knew it. I knew it. He has no idea what Discord is. So Discord is like, we, I, when I came over, I explained it. The yeah, like you, Slack. Oh, but, yeah, that's right. The video. The, yeah, yeah okay. but yeah, it's like, it. it's like also audio. It's like, it's also like locker room, but with less issues. So it's also like, uh, Jeremy, what's it also like? I don't use my brother loves Discord. and I know CP has a Discord channel. I don't use it that often. Either. OK, so. so that should tell you if we'll have a Discord. channel. Listen, I can't figure out Instagram. OK, my wife and Chris Percy, if anyone out there, by the way, is listening to this or watching this and has tried to communicate with me on Instagram and you've gotten an answer via like direct message, that's not me. That's either Chris Percy or Dolores Kuzumano Macri. Um, so feel free to talk to them as much as you want. I don't know how to use the stupid thing, but Just I digress. Pulled the rabbit out the hat and at least showed how the rabbit was getting into the hat, John. Jeez. Listen, I've mastered Twitter. That's enough. Shouldn't that be enough? At this point, after working with you for two years and knowing where the, the, the max is for technology. Yes, that's enough. And we're all, we're all here to collectively help. I have a question okay. from. Brian, Wait, can I an- oh, go ahead. Oh, answer sorry. This one. Go I ahead. was going to answer my own question. My own answer personal it. answer to this question would be three years, $70 million for Spencer Dinwiddie. And I think it would be reasonable for someone to push back on that and be like, so you're giving three years and seventy $70 million guaranteed money to a guy who's coming off a torn ACL, his second torn ACL of his career. And I would have what to say to that person. I would have nothing to say to that person. Um, I don't know. There's part of me that wants to say this part. There's part of me that wants to say Dennis Schroeder for one year is what the Knicks right now, if you ask them, what do we want to happen at starting point guard on day one? There's part of me that thinks that would be the Knicks answer. Um, I, I'll say this. I feel like, again, there are two different paths that I'd like to see the Knicks try. Number one is you could get someone like Fournier and then try to create max cap space, signing everyone else to pretty much one year deals. Um, if the Burks rumor is true, then that pretty much goes out the window, which then leads you to the second option, which is essentially filling up your cap space and going into next season over the cap, having no money whatsoever to spend in free agency, and then using you know a couple of expiring contracts and um, draft picks and one or two of the younger players and shipping them out for someone like Damian Lillard or sending a little less Can for I- a sign and trade with. Bradley Beal, something along those lines. Those are the paths, at least. But this is why I I go back at you when you talk about leaving open cap space, because if we get to next summer and it's a it's the the Dame trade is on the table Mm -hmm. and the Knicks could either take Lillard into cap space or when's the last time that's happened? When's the last time that a team has traded an elite player? into cap space it doesn't happen that's that's my point it doesn't happen right but that's what i'm getting that's why i'm saying if you're making that big trade that's why you want to be over the cap entering next season so so we're in agreement which is why i think at this point perhaps the knicks aren't 
obsessed with having a certain right. amount of guys on one-year deals. They're going to make sure they have not too many guys on more than two-year deals because then whether it's a Beal sign-in trade or a Dame trade or whatever the hell trade, it's here, take all of these expiring contracts right. that you could do whatever with. That's okay. So we're in yes. agreement. All of right. course. Um, sorry, Andrew, you were, you were, so I saw something about a, a Knicks film school only fans page. I think I yes. know what that is and we're not doing that. That's no, not, you do know what it is. We've, we've talked about it. Oh boy. I, I'm, I I'm still not a hundred percent clear on what it is. I think I know what it don't, is. Don't, don't. Yeah, we're good. You might as well Google Fournier. Yeah, anyway, to say the same thing. So yes. yeah, <laughs> um, from cash app, another app, John, um, Brian Acevedo, uh, sent us a contribution. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. What would a Mitch Robinson trade look like? I think I'm it's interesting because to... we've also thought about in the context of the draft is where we last talked about this. So now that we're past the draft, this is an interesting wrinkle, you know? <laughs> I, I don't have a great answer for this. Um, I just, the only thing I feel comfortable saying is I think the Knicks would absolutely move him in a heartbeat if they felt that they were getting significant value back. And I know I'm not going to expand on what a significant value is because I really don't have an opinion. But if whatever the Knicks, like, I, I don't think they're just giving him away, but I think they'd move him. Je- Jeremy, what, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think he's more valuable with other pieces for a bigger thing than just by himself. Because basically That's when true. you're trading Mitch, what you're basically trading him for or like what you're selling is, yeah, we've got a really good rim runner who can protect the rim and that's fantastic. He's earning less than $2 million. He's also an unrestricted free agent. So if he doesn't like the offer you're giving him, he can walk next year. He's also coming off of an injury. He has to fit with the right team. There are a lot of ifs here, which is why I feel like the best path, if you're going to trade him at all, is it's as part of you know some sort of gathering of, of assets and then getting something that's like legitimate star talent. But that's not where he's at. And just... The other thing as well, as we were talking about with that whole, like if the Knicks go into next offseason with no money to spend whatsoever, if that's the case, then as soon as that happens, this offseason where the Knicks have signed all their players and everything, I'm going to Mitchell Robinson if I'm Leon Rose and I'm saying, hey, let's talk about your next deal because we really want to extend you because we don't want you to walk for nothing and we'd like you to get paid and I'm sure you'd like to get paid. And that type of offer where then at worst you have him under contract and, and you can control him more easily in terms of he's staying or going. Um, but also you've locked him down and, and you're going to keep him anyway. At least that's a hope. And you don't need the cap space anymore, really. So that that's what I would like to see at least. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.